pioneer type Americans are beginning to move in on farms being vacated by Japanese in this area. His ear had an uncanny sense of direction. He boasted that he could tell exactly how far away another craft was by the sound of her. Even the ventriloquial quality that fog gives to sound did not fool him. And when again he heard the outlaw boat, she was chug-chugging, as he had guessed, toward the Brooklyn shore. There they are! Can't see them, but I can hear them all right. We're close. Here at the tear gas, men. We'll operate soon. No need to restrain his voice now for the din of their own following motors. The pirate craft opened up with full speed ahead. Failed his voice from the river thieves. Head toward the Brooklyn Tower with the Brooklyn Bridge, Carter. Get in there, the old wooden pier there. Mind they don't engage the engine. Hey, run quietly. They'll be heading that way. My name's not Sullivan. Luckily, the tide was with the patrol launch, and without further power, she glided into the designated point. The hum of the motorboat, they were ambushing, grew louder. Sullivan was right. She was headed for the old pier. We'll have to take a chance on it now. Start the engines. Hold this tub away from the pier. Okay, get ready to cross across the boat's course there. She'll try to get in under the dock, and we can't go after her under there with this big battleship of ours. Out of the fog again sped the pirate boat. Her pilot's quick eye caught the outline of the police launch of the darkness and swerved desperately to get back to the friendly blanket. Drop your engines or I'll fire! And a second later, he emphasized his meaning with a few bursts of the submachine gun aimed over a bow. The outlaws at that determined to change their destination and headed north, upstream toward the Navy Yard, where the river widens into a huge basin known as Wallabout Bay, a place of many hideouts in the dark. The rules. No Japanese may leave the city once inside. Two, no liquor. Military police under the command of Captain Jack Hayes will enforce discipline both inside and outside the plant. Our flag stands for the liberty of the American people. It is the sign of freedom. Our flag stands for the union of the states. It is the sign of union. Millions of men have fought under the stars and stripes to gain our liberty and keep us united. Our flag holds all parts of our country together. This is the same flag our fathers knew and our grandfathers and our great-great-grandfathers. By train, bus, and in their own cars, more than a thousand additional Japanese aliens and American-born were to leave Los Angeles early today for Manzanar, new evacuee center in Owens Valley, to which a vanguard of volunteers went Saturday. A vanguard, a vanguard. That was enough for the pirates. One by one, five of them crawled out of the cabin, coughing and holding their (laughs) eyes to their hands. They were temporarily blinded and very easily captured. Their cabin was almost devoid of loot, for they had spent their time jettisoning it to destroy evidence of their crime. They told Sergeant Sullivan that they knew capture was certain after they'd been found in the fog, and that they'd spurred for time only to get rid of the goods they had stolen. Due to just such vigilance of the Marine Police and their fearless activities in breaking up river gangs, piracy along the waterfront and in the harbors of American cities is not as rampant as it once was anymore. Our oldest national nickname is Yankee. The popular story of its origin is that the Indians, stumbling over the pronunciation of the language of the paleface, called the English Yankees. By corruption, Yankees became Yankees, and thence Yankees. The settlers took back the word Yankees from their dusky neighbors. Santa Anita will hold one race. 
When the sun lifted, shadows off the foothills near the sleeping town of Arcadia today, a scene never witnessed before in Southern California was ready to unfold. All set to spring to life at the west end of the Mammoth Auto Park at beautiful Santa Anita Racetrack was the beginning of a 1,400-building wartime reception center for Japanese evacuees. They raised potatoes and perhaps a few other things. Whether meat, deer, or turkey, or other wild game was always at hand. Come here, dear. Abe himself shot a turkey when he was only eight years old. I got this raised for you. <clears throat> Is your break with the Beatles uh, temporary or permanent due to personal differences or musical ones? Temporary or permanent? What are your plans now? Found on the back of a piece of paper. There is one picturesque little valley in Java where the Dutch said the Japanese Army, Navy, and Air Force would always be welcome. What is the valley's name? <coughs> Answer, <laughs> Poison Valley, where the air is so loaded with carbonic acid gas issuing from openings in the Earth's surface that anybody entering the valley is overcome and dies within a few minutes. <laughs> Today, the star-spangled banner just that once flew over Fort McHenry is shown in a large glass case in the National Museum in Washington, D.C. Every day, people visit the famous battle flag. Uncle Sam, as a nickname, dates from the War of 1812 when one Albert Anderson, an army contractor, visited Troy, an army depot. The inspectors there were two brothers, Ebenezer and Samuel Wilson, the latter always known as Uncle Sam. A number of workmen one day were overhauling some casks purchased by Anderson, all marked E period, A period, dash, U period, S period. One worker, when asked the meaning of the marks, replied in a facetious mood that he did not know, unless it meant, quote, Albert Anderson and Uncle Sam, alluding to the inspector. As all the supplies purchased for the government were marked U.S., that is, United States, the name Uncle Sam stuck and has been used ever since. Tom Slade, Boy Scout. Tom Slade lived in Barrel Alley. The story of his thrilling scout experiences, how he was gradually changed from the street gangster into a first-class scout, is told in almost as moving and stirring a way as the same narrative related in motion pictures. That's pathetic. Poor I'm old Percy Keese Fitz, you wrote it. I'm going to the Johnny Dobbers to get a misbehave. Means an expedition to the barber for a shave. Chirp and chase is the face. Barney's fair is the hair. I suppose is the nose. German bands means the hands. Gunga Din is the chin. Thus, if a guy's tell you he's going to hang a German band on your Gunga Din, you better take the breeze. Lean and linger is a finger. So if you're told to pipe the simple Simon on a twist, lean and linger, you are being advised to observe the diamond on a dame's digit. Plates of meat means the feet. Wheels of wheat is a street. Mum and mean is the phone. They 
float, they gloat, they even vote, and all in a boat, it's the Water Pigs. Yes, the story of our naval police, and today we join Captain Reverend Maurice X. Water Pig in this day's episode, Devil Powder. Not long ago in New York City, there was an outburst of maniacal crimes that threatened to become epidemic. The detective force was almost at wit's end determining what the cause of it was. They soon discovered that the perpetrators of the crimes were marijuana weed smokers. Now the police knew that there had been no smuggling of this outlawed Indian hemp into the city, for the sources of supply and the smuggling routes had been too well guarded. That's right, we've had our eyes on them for months. <laughs> None of the offenders would confide in the police where they had obtained the stick or reefers as the weed is termed in the vernacular. I just came into my hand. I was just there. I didn't... Only authorities knew was that the criminals were smoking it and that marijuana addicts are a dangerous breed of drug users. The effect of the drug is to lead them to kill and continued use of it makes the addict insane. Yeah, I don't want to be insane, of course. You want some of this, officer? Hey, uh, you know, uh, Porthelin, uh, that uh, little uh, two-week-old Emerson Fork the Jr. has a tradition behind him he's gonna find hard to ignore. My, my, my. You see, his father is a Naval Air Force pilot, his grandfather a captain in the Navy, and his uncle a Navy Academy student. Tom Slade with the flying corpse! <laughs> He's the Phantom Center. At last, Tom realizes his dream to scout and fight for Uncle Sam in the air and has such experiences as only a world war could make possible. Ah! Mm. 